joining us to discuss the latest exploration developments on one of the largest high-grade undeveloped precious metal assets in Western Canada is Sean Kunkun of Dolly Varden Silver. Mr. Kunkun, thank you for joining us today, sir. Grateful to be on, Maurice. Thanks for having me. Well, glad to have you on the program as Dolly Varden Silver recently announced an ambitious step-out drill program that includes five drill rigs exploring up to 45,000 meters, along with plans for an updated mineral resource estimate, setting up what looks to be another exciting year for shareholders. Before we begin, Mr. Kunkun, please introduce us to Dolly Varden Silver, which is number one in terms of size meets grade, and share the exciting opportunity the company presents to shareholders. Hey, thanks, Maurice. So um, to remind viewers, uh, Dolly Varden is located in BC's prolific Golden Triangle. And I, I can't say enough about the region, the district. Um, going back to the 1920s, we started with the Premier Mine. Uh, I'm just going to focus on the gold uh, and silver history of the triangle. I won't go too much into the base metal opportunities, but those are vast. Um, but we've had three major mines, major mines, the Premier Mine, SK Creek and Bruce Jack. And these three uh, gold and silver mines are up in terms of some of the highest caliber mines on this planet. And the Golden Triangle, uh, I really think it's in its infancy. Even though you've got a hundred years of production history, this is an area that was covered by ice. This is an area that up until the last few years has lacked infrastructure has lacked um you know the the low cost power that it has today with uh, the northwest transmission line and it's lacked uh the the deep water seaport but today we've got all that infrastructure in place we've got the roads we've got the power we've got the the port and uh, we've also got glaciers and ice receding and we are also aided with modern exploration tools so the opportunity at dolly varden is we have one of the most unexplored parts of the Golden Triangle. And I would argue in terms of topography, you know, we're not up on the top of a mountain where a glacier stands over that deposit. We are nestled in a safe valley. We've got uh, our project is a past producer. So our project is part of the rich history of the Golden Triangle where silver was first discovered here over a hundred years ago. Our project was in production. Like the reawakening of Premier or Eskay, this is the reawakening of the Dolly Varden Silver Project. Maurice, the difference today though is where we have drastically, dramatically improved our mineral inventory and the opportunity for shareholders is by making some regional consolidations. So now we have a large high-grade silver and gold resource uh, it positions us as a very unique opportunity. Uh, it's the only project with this size and grade of deposit in this location. So it's uh, our differentiators for any viewers who are looking for some exposure to both silver and gold. Dolly Varden is the key. And Maurice, when I started as CEO three years ago, you know, Dolly Varden was a tiny company, you know, measured at sub $20 million valuation. And, you know, the share price was around 20 cents a share. My goal was to make Dolly Varden a top 10 silver name. Well, how do we measure that? Um, today, we have gone from that $20 million valuation 
you know, we're, we're valued at over $200 million today. The share price is up significantly from where we started, you know, four or 500%. But in terms of valuing our success, we have now moved from, you know, the, the, the bottom of the barrel. And we're actually at a position right now where we're the 33rd um, position in the SILJ. So we are moving up the ranks and my goal is to make it into the top 10 of, and then that's one way to measure it is, is in an ETF holding. Um, but we've, we've attracted some phenomenal shareholders, the likes of uh, Hecla, uh, Eric Sprott, Fidelity. We've got over $26 million in the bank. And as you said, we're just about to embark on a very, very aggressive drill program. Well, I have full confidence that you will exceed the top 10 as Dolly Varden is just a perfect blend of business and geological acumen. And we're going to find out more about that here in this interview. Mr. Kun Kun, take us into the Golden Triangle of BC and on to your flagship Kitsault Valley project. Walk us through the exploration plan and the key objectives, beginning with the Wolf vein deposit where your technical team was able to double the strike length of the wolf deposit as well as extending high grade silver mineralization to over 750 meters in dip extent so right now the as we look at this opportunity and we've got a lot of perspective horizon where you've got the right host rock we've got the right conditions to host a a world-class asset here um and you know in in all categories you know you've got about 63 million ounces of silver and a million ounces of gold already identified and that's based on 2019 reports we've done about 50,000 meters of drilling um growing those deposits but those resources are made up of seven deposits so when you talk about the wolf deposit and and you talk about doubling the straight extent of uh, wolf that's only one of seven deposits yeah <laughs> and, and and wolf is exciting because it's an area that was under cover there's some overburden there's a sedimentary cap that was preventing previous explorers from seeing the opportunity the other seven deposits including wolf you know all daylight they all go to surface and were evident for explorers even 100 years ago. But where we've taken this opportunity to the next level is by taking that risk, going and drilling below the sedimentary cap and finding that the silver and gold mineralization persists below the cap. What does it mean? Well, it means we've just opened up five and a half kilometers of opportunity heading north to the gold deposits up on the ridge. And it, it's also telling me that there's a relationship between Wolf and one of the highest grade parts of the deposit, which is the Kitsol vein, which is made up of the Torbert resource. Now Torbert's another one of these seven deposits. And if we look at Torbert for what it is today, it's about 35 million ounces of silver, just at Torbert alone. And there's been about 19 million ounces produced at Torbert. And so you've got a plus 50 million ounce silver deposit, one of seven. But I think there's a relationship between Wolf and Torbrit. And one of the goals, um, there's many this year, is to show that connection, to show that within that 1.4 kilometer gap, we've got the same system here. Um, you know, it's the same dip, it's the same strike, it's the same orientation. 
We think there's a relationship there. And the what that would mean if we can fill in a kilometer and a half, it would it would have a material impact to our resource estimate. And then we would want to update that resource estimate. One of the other objectives while we're staying within this Silver Valley is up at the Wolf Deposit. And Wolf is an area where, you know, we successfully have been stepping out very ambitiously, increasing the strike length to about 800 total meters. And so we want to follow up on that. But we also want to follow up on extending those. Um, there's, and whether it's a parallel system or an extension, we're not sure yet, but there's just a tremendous amount of drilling to do to infill um, the big discoveries we've made at Wolf and extend them. And then one, one of the things that's most exciting about Wolf is we're having a lot of success as we go to the uh, southwest. As we move east, okay, so we're hitting on this southwest plunge. We exited the year with hole 329, where we hit about 1,500 grams of silver over 16 meters. So that was one of the best drill holes, you know, a kilo and a half of silver over 16 meters is one of the best drill holes this project's ever seen. And it's really close to surface and it's heading off in a totally different direction than where we were having all the success. So on the, on the silver side in the silver part of the valley, I would say wolf, Kitzel are some of the big objectives. And then as we focus on the ridge, you know, we pulled some big gold numbers last year, the best gold drill intercepts in all of the Golden Triangle. And Maurice, that's saying a lot considering the likes of SK and Bruce Jack and Premier are in the neighborhood. So the big headline hole last year was 46 grams of gold over 25 meters, which is you know, it's a mind-blowing number. It's exceptional. <laughs> yeah. And and then another exceptional hole there was 27 grams of gold and 468 grams of silver over nine meters. And so we've identified a corridor. We've identified a golden corridor where you have this rebrecciated breccia. And the simplest way to describe this is multiple pulses. And in those multiple pulses, we're getting up to kilo grades of gold. And so I want to follow up on that high-grade golden corridor and continue to grow high-grade gold ounces. And then there's another deposit, called there's, there's seven, uh, Homestake Silver, and we had a kilo, kilo and a half grades on a 200-meter step out from the main deposit. So that's another area. There's a ton of exploration potential. The one thing I also want to mention is there's a pattern. Um, there's a pattern on the property that we've identified. And that pattern is every 1.4 kilometers, there's a major deposit. However, if you look at the project and you look at where the seven deposits are, there's a five and a half kilometer gap in between the seven deposits where we should be able to fit another three deposits. So doing work in that gap zone to and, and again, it's a big area. You know, we spent we did some great work last year vectoring into where we could make that next major discovery on the property. And so, in addition to extending known deposits, finding a new one would uh, also really uh, you know blow the cap off this thing. 
So just to summarize here, five drill rigs, 45,000 meters, step out drilling, infill drilling, and also discovery drilling. Is that correct? That's correct. And, um, you know, we've got, we've got a strong treasury with 26 million in the bank. Maurice, I'd put my technical team up there with any other technical team in the business. Um, and, uh, you know, and then in addition to all that, you mentioned business acumen, our management team, our board of directors and our shareholders have demonstrated that we will get behind the right opportunity. So it's not just, you know, we hope to find more through drilling. One of the greatest growths that we've seen for this company has come in the boardroom, not in the field. So we're continuing to monitor other opportunities. We are in a market today, and I'm sure your viewers who are avid followers of Junior Mining will will know this better than anybody. It's a tough environment for most companies. Most companies have very little money. Um, their share prices are down. There's some tired um, management teams out there who are looking to move on to new things and, and new starts. So we are monitoring some opportunities on the M&A side. And Maurice, I've said this to you before. <clears throat> Ultimately, I think Dolly Varden will be prey to a major, right? And hopefully, you know, this is just uh, uh, an animal that's just quite a lot bigger than it is today before that happens. But ultimately, before we we, we do um, marry up with a, with a larger entity, we hope to get bigger. So we're in the predator phase right now, and, and we're, we're growing organically through this drill program. We've grown through acquisitions, so we're continuing to try to fatten up before that ultimate uh, moment where we, uh, we marry up with a larger entity. Speaking of bigger and growing, I see that Dolly Varden also announced the release of an updated mineral resource estimate this year. When can we expect that to be published? And without being too forward-looking, is your team expecting a material change that will further distance Dolly Varden in terms of size meets grade from its peers? So the 43101 that we filed on CDAR was a, it's a really good question and I'm glad you asked it. So prior to the acquisition of Homestake, what the 43101 talked about where there was two separate um, reports. We were referencing two different areas. But now we see this as one project. So we wanted to update the language in the report to to talk about one project versus two projects. So it was um, that was the that was the reason for the refiling of the 43101 uh, in terms of updating the ounces and updating the resource estimate. Um, you know, we will, we're doing a significant amount of drilling this year. Um, that is a conversation that we'll be having this time next year in terms of, is it time to start putting our minds around the economics around this project? At this point, the reason I haven't done it is I just think there's a lot more growth to happen and I don't want to prematurely put economics around a project that we're just wrapping our arms around. I really think that the ounces that we have to date, which were expressed in a silver equivalent in all categories is about 140 million ounces. I personally believe that we're only 15% of the way to where this project could go. And so, you know, my target is a billion ounce silver project. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we're focused on. And, and also the other thing we're focused on is we're focused on grade. Um, you know, we could, we could probably reach those goals by 
drawing a larger mineral envelope at a lower grade. We're not interested in that. We are not going to sacrifice grade. So we want to have one of the highest grade uh, undeveloped projects and continue to grow with the drill bit. In terms of news flow, when can shareholders expect to receive the next update on your team's progress? So I anticipate putting out news when the drill is turning. So we sent, um, we sent a team up to site recently. We had a barge come up there. We've got another barge coming up with the drill rigs in two days um, on the 18th of May. And, um, you know, we should be drilling by June 1st, and then we'll have news out around that. And then I would think, because we don't have a lot of competition up in the area that's drilling, the assay labs early in the season, you know, they're, they're quite quiet right now. So I think we could be in a position but some point, maybe by the end of July, to release our first assays. Oh, that's excellent. A number of catalysts on the rise here. Uh, switching gears, let's get into some numbers. Mr. Kun Kun, please provide the capital structure for Dolly Varden Silver. So we've got 254 million shares issued outstanding. Um, we have uh, no warrants. And um, in terms of ownership, uh, Eric Sprott is a 10% shareholder. Hecla Mining is a 10% shareholder. Fidelity is a 7.5% shareholder. Fury Gold Mines is a 23% shareholder. So those four shareholders I just mentioned own about 50% of the company. We've got another 40% that's held by other institutions that have been very supportive. Uh, institutions like Sprott, uh, Delbrook, uh, and others. And, um, and we're covered by some analysts uh, like Jordy Mark, uh, Stuart McDougall, and Michael Gray. Uh, we've got target prices as, as high as $2 a share. We're currently trading at around $0.80 cents Canadian. Um, and so that is the, the capital structure, the shareholders, and some of the analysts that follow us. And full disclosure, I added to my position last week, as I do monthly, and I think I believe that the share price at the time was in the upper 90s, and I have no complaints, sir. <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> All right, sir. In closing, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Um... Look, I, I just want to drive value for my shareholders, and um, I'm not happy that the stock is off uh, some, some recent all-time highs. However, I also know that, um, you know, with silver going from 26 to 23 and gold going from, you know, almost a new high, close to 2100 to sub-2000 today, um, you know, sentiment comes in and out. But ultimately, look, I'm not building this business for this day, this week, or this month. Good business is boring. Good business takes time. And ultimately, what keeps me up at night, I've actually been sleeping pretty good recently, Maurice, uh, you know, putting out the type of drill results we had last season. And I just have a lot of confidence in my team. And he, and things will go wrong, um, as they always do. And, but I've got a team that can, has, has overcome. Um, and uh, I just have a lot of confidence that, you know, we'll make, we'll make, Good things come out of bad situations, and uh, we're just gonna—we're not gonna quit. We will not quit. We're gonna continue to drive this company forward. Speaking of time and confidence, myself and a, a number of the most respected names in this industry view you, sir, as the next generational wealth builder. So we have full confidence in you, and that's just again not coming from me. 
the biggest names in this space that I speak to offline, and they've referenced it at uh, conferences when discussing who are the next generation wealth builders. Your name is always in the discussion. So, Mr. Kun Kun, we'll leave it there. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Wishing you and Dolly Varden Silver the absolute best, sir. Thank you, Maurice.